0: hey freedom jumpers welcome to another episode of the agency freedom podcast where we take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination i am your host james jenkins and this is episode 27. it's a special episode uh, and the timing is pretty wonderful because uh, this episode drops friday Uh, of innovation uh, where it is. Let me look at my calendar here so I get the day right. Uh, It is going to be Friday, November the 5th. And uh, the likelihood is Uh, that many of you are listening to this episode uh, while being physically present in Tampa, Florida at Innovation. Uh, It was a special treat for me to record uh, this interview with Nick Ayers, the Chief Marketing Officer and Co-Founder of Better Agency. Uh, But he is uh, not just that, he's also uh, the Co-Founder of IAOA, the Insurance Agency Owners Alliance. Uh, And Nick has been at the center uh, of my uh independent agency journey uh from the very beginning of leaving the captive world uh, and and moving into the IA channel he is an, an entertaining guy to say the least he always has something to say uh, in this episode uh, he brings a lot of really solid content uh, we get into some tactical stuff some tech stuff some existential stuff as well talking about better agency talking about iaoa talking about the industry as a whole so i think you're really going to enjoy uh, where we go here before i launch off into the content of episode 27 i want to ask three very simple things for those of you that have not already done so please subscribe to afp on the platform of your choice drop us a review Uh, If you like what you hear and share Agency Freedom Podcast with someone who is still in the captive world because uh, they are why we created this thing. Uh, They need it the most of all of the listeners because uh, a lot of people are still trying to figure out how do I make my freedom jump? What does it look like to sell, to leave the captive world, to go independent and do my own thing with no restrictions, with pure freedom? Uh, so that is that's really the ask, uh, and and that's it for the housekeeping items. So, uh, please uh, enjoy this interview with Mr. Nicholas Ayers, Chief Marketing Officer of Better Agency. This is Episode Twenty Seven of the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go.
1: There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry: those who are captive, and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast.
0: There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month.
1: We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your
0: freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months, man, it's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way.
1: We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different
0: specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. All right, folks, I am here with the one and only Nicholas Ayers. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting and in, in engaging and a little bit different episode just because this guy is one of a kind. Uh, of all of the, the guests that I have brought to you, I probably know Nick uh, the best outside of this uh, interview simply because he and I have had many conversations over the last couple of years uh, in a variety of contexts. So you're in for a treat because this guy is a riot. Uh, I, I don't mind saying it, Nick. You 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 know what you are. So you've worn a lot of hats in the last two or three years, and honestly, because it's you, I have no idea where this is going. Uh, thankfully, the people on the podcast uh, were treated to a. A small taste of, of what you bring to the table uh, at Brainshare, and that was great. Uh, so thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate your time.
2: Thanks for having me. I uh, nope, no pressure. Uh, so it's like whenever whenever someone says, "Okay, be a jo- tell a joke, be funny," and you're like, "Ah,
0: yeah." You know. Would I'll you mind turning so. your mic up? Is that okay? You, your input's a little bit light.
2: I'll actually move it closer to my face. Okay, that's
0: better. That uh, that works too. I'm just trying to make it easier on the production team in post. So good deal. Man, uh, you uh, everybody in the independent world at least has heard of you to, to, for the most part. Uh, but a lot of folks listening to this uh, podcast are still in the captive world. Uh, so I imagine a lot of people have no idea who Nicholas Ayers is. So before we just make a bad assumption and skip some interesting context for a lot of our listeners, I would love it if you give me your your you know brief bio of who you are, what you do, how you got to this point in your career. And then we can jump off into God knows what after that. So give us your bio if you don't mind.
2: Sure. Nicholas Ayers, co-founder, chief marketing officer at Better Agency. Uh, we are a uh, AMS and CRM for independent agents. Um, my my background is I've been in the insurance space since 05. That's when I first started selling insurance. Uh, did that, worked in California. Uh, started actually on the non-standard auto size. And if you are familiar with California auto insurance, non-standard auto insurance at that time, especially in the time of the Yellow Pages, uh, was that you had a bucket shop on every corner. And uh, at that point, I I had been doing that for a number of years, opened up my first independent agency in 2012. Uh, We did relatively well there, focused on personal lines, rode all up and down the state of California. uh, And then uh, I sold that. And then I didn't learn my lesson, and did it again in 2018. Uh, I thought I'd go, uh, bang my head against the wall for a second time. And it was, it was good. It was, it was great. We learned a lot of lessons from the first, from the first run. Um, and then, uh, got to a place with better agency where it said, okay, we got to do one or the other here. And, uh, my hope was to keep the agency longer, uh, but I just I had to go in with all two feet with uh, Better Agency, so I did that. Sold the agency effective one one of two thousand and uh, of this year two thousand twenty one, and I am now full time with Better Agency. So I've been in the insurance space since 05 in in various roles from producer to owner, and now uh, you know on the on the technology side.
0: Now, you have probably one of the most eclectic resumes of people that are they're active in our space. Certainly, on the insured tech side of things, not too many uh, people that work in the insure tech space have experience as the owner, uh, the agency principal, of a retail shop. So uh, there's a lot of credibility that comes with that, because you've been in the trenches. you've felt the pain uh, in the tech stack, et cetera. So you know, when, when I was thinking, what direction do we need to go here? What is most useful for the listeners on Agency Freedom Podcast? To me, it, it makes sense to, to figure out how to draw a line uh, and help people make good technology decisions. When you were on uh, the, the party episode, as I'm calling it, uh, at Brainshare, you brought up a couple of really interesting points we didn't really have time to unpack at that time. We do now. Uh, you, you made some strong statements regarding technology, regarding uh, shiny object syndrome, as David calls it, uh, David Carruthers. For those of you who don't know, um, so when when someone is coming out of the captive world or someone is uh, trying to take that next step, maybe they are uh, looking at just for as an example. I'm not bashing Easy Links at all, but they're uh, they have a lot of market share. So let's say someone is all in; they have the AMS and the you know the whole stack with Easy Links, and they're trying to make a tech decision. They're looking at the landscape and they see you know, three or four different uh, options for the CRM side of things. And I know Better Agency is looking to be a sales AMS in addition to just being a CRM. So it's not entirely analog. But when, when someone is looking at technology, how do you want them to be thinking, just in their general headspace, with before they even start making strategic decisions, how do you want the IA agency principle to be thinking about technology? What's your paradigm? Uh, your your um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, your belief system, your assumption.
2: Yeah. Well, you you mentioned a key phrase in there that I think this is where people get it wrong, and that is before they start, uh, strat You know, before they come up with some sort of strategy. And really, I think the problem that, and this is not, you know, this is not just for insurance agents. This is for everybody in business. I think we tend to think that technology in and of itself. Um, is going to do the work that really a, a person should be doing, and and have a plan for. And so, where I see a lot of people struggle is they build a house without without any blueprints, and they go get all the lumber, they get all they get all the materials, and they start building, but they have no blueprint. And so, before you ever start thinking about technology, you really need to start thinking about really your strategy in your agency, and you can you can look at others, you can model things that other people do or you can really look at the ways that you really want to stand out and be unique. And so technology should be the aid to that strategy. So if you're if you're uh, a captive agent thinking about going independent, and you're thinking, okay, I know I know I need an AMS, I know I need uh, a raider, I know I need this, I need that. Begin to ask yourself and really understand why you need those things. Why do you need those things? Is it just because you think you need them and they're just they're just tools, or or do you um, or do you say, okay, this technology is going to help me accomplish these things and the, this task, which is going to help me and propel me towards the, the end goal that I have? Too many people. Go after tactics, and that's what technology really is—is it, it, it could be a tactic. Uh, it's a tactic before they ever have a, a well thought out strategy. For us, you know, in, in in and this is what we face with people all the time with better agencies. So you know, one of the things that we do is we do discovery calls, and one of the questions we ask on every discovery call is, is why are we here? What are we trying to accomplish today? We're here because we're either trying to avoid. So, something or we're trying to gain something right we're either trying to run from pain and toward or we're running towards pleasure like what are we trying to do here and a lot of times people will say well i just need help with my cross selling or i need help because leads fall through the cracks or i need help because this or that and they name all these symptoms and what we end up always doing on every call is we say you know that that's really not the problem the problem that you have is that you don't have a process the problem is that you don't have anything if we if we can get in there we can we can really identify what the true problem is in the agency and what the real goals are, we solve that thing then everything else kind of falls uh, beneath it. And so for agents the way that I look at technology is technology should just be there to do the heavy lift on the strategy. And that sh- that goes for anything. that goes for your marketing efforts, that goes for your technology, that goes for anything your hiring strategy. It should it should all complement one another. And if you just kind of go in there and hodgepodge it and think, well, I need this system because it's cheap, or I need this system because someone so has it. Or I need that system because I was sold on it. Then you're really kind of missing out on the bigger picture of things. And you really need to take a step back and think, OK, this is what I want my agency to be. This is how I want to operate. This is who I want to go after. This is the strategy by which I'm going to accomplish those goals. And that's what technology needs to really do. So that's how you really need to be thinking about it.
0: Love that, man! People need to hit the back button a few times and listen to that two or three. Maybe write down some notes if you're listening in your car or you're, you know, brushing your teeth in your bathroom in the morning. I don't know exactly when, uh, you know. A lot of people uh, are going to be listening to this when they are on the ground in Tampa for Innovation Twenty One, uh, which is the natural extension of the IAOA group that anybody who's been listening to this podcast for you know more than one or two episodes has heard me reference IAOA, the insurance agency owners alliance that you, sir, uh, started from zero with Dave Jackson uh, before you were in Arizona right along with Captain Dave as we lovingly refer to him. So it's particularly interesting to get to talk to you and have an episode drop. When everyone's in Tampa for innovation and you're the guy who is responsible, at least 50% responsible for this whole thing, IAOA, that has become its own thing. I don't even know what to call it. It's not just a group on Facebook. It, It really is a community, an industry staple. So talk to me real quick, two things. What was it about the landscape that you saw in 2015 that made you think, yeah, I'm going to start a group for independent insurance agents. That was, you know, back in the day. that's part A, But then Part B, as you look at your involvement with IAOA now as the co-founder and, and ringleader and you know MC at the conference and all of that stuff, what does IAOA mean to you now within the context of the independent agency channel in our industry?
2: Well, you know, really, I I wish that we had a better story for (laughs) how we put all this together. Um, Honestly, it's looking back at it, it's it's somewhat humorous. Um, We were simply, you know, me and a a friend of mine, uh, Brandon from Montana, we were looking for a way to get our families together. At the time, this Facebook group had maybe 15, 20, 30 people in it. And um, we were looking for an excuse and solidarity to get our families together. We said, let's go to Disneyland. You know what? We really need a really good reason to be able to write this off. So, what if we put together like some sort of uh, get together with a few uh, a few agents? We met in a uh, we met in a hotel for you know a couple hours, and then we go to Disneyland with our families. And you know, we can say we were in LA for a conference. I said, Wow, it's a really great idea. So we started <laughs> we started promoting this event. It was IA fifteen. It was in uh, Anaheim, California. We had thirty so people thirty uh, you know thirty to thirty five people show up, and we had a day and a half of of exactly you know just sharing collaboration networking people talking you know best practices in our agency and you know myself dave jackson uh my friend brandon and at the time uh grant botma we looked at each other and we said we think we actually there's something to this and so it just kind of went from there people would always ask me over the years like what's the plan with iaoa like what are you gonna do and i always say man i'm just riding the wave there is no plan I'm just riding the wave, and wherever the wave goes is where is where my board goes with it. And so, um, that's kind of the the story, and the nature behind that. Uh, you know, the event is, and, and thank you for the kind words. But really, the event is really about the people who come. The event is is not about it's not about Nick Harris, it's not about Dave Jackson, it's not about any one person. It's about a group of people saying, you know, what we want better for ourselves, we want better for our families, we want better for our employees, we want better for our industry. How do we all go to that next level? How do we how do we give Uh, give back and and pay it forward to people who are maybe behind us, you know, just starting now? Or how do we glean information and implement it into our day-to-day lives today in our agency? You know, running an agency is not easy. It's challenging. And and it only gets more and more challenging. And really, the white noise is what makes it so challenging. You know, what do I focus on? Where do I go? Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I focus on insure techs? Do I focus on legacy carriers? Do I focus on this? Do I focus on that? This niche? that, And there's a lot of white noise out there. And so it's just trying to figure out what works best for me in my market, my community, for my my team, my office, my mission, my strategy, all of those things. And um, you know that's really the heartbeat behind it. And you, know, you you get a large group of people together in a room, and and you know you're you're just by osmosis, you know you're going to gravitate towards this, the most successful and, and people that you want to learn from. And and luckily we've we've kind of created this culture where people are okay sharing that information. And so. Um, and all with the intent of making each other better, and so that's kind of you know where it's at today, and that's how we think about you know the the group, the community, uh, you know, in twenty twenty one and beyond. You
0: no, know, I have referenced IAOA many times in in the twenty something episodes that have preceded this one. I haven't ever really given a full throated testimonial. Uh, I, this seems as good a time as any. So when I think of my life. In the independent side of our industry, when I made my freedom jump and I left Farmers and I started from scratch a second time, two months before that point, uh, I was approved for membership. Uh, Dave said, well, you're not an IA yet, but you're going to be in a couple of months and you're, you know, already under contract to sell your agency. So sure, come on in, new guy. (laughs) And I mean, that was it. And I swear, for the first six months, I probably asked more questions than any other single person in that group of at that point, probably four or five thousand people. And it is really difficult for me to separate my life in the insurance industry as it is now from IAOA as as a thing. Um, it, it almost feels like the group is an old friend yeah. that you, you know. You think of fondly, old and you friend look or, forward or crazy to, uncle, or, or crazy, crazy uncle, uncle at, at Thanksgiving, depending on who's commenting or whatever. Right. And I will be the first to admit, I have definitely grown up in the last three years. And yeah. f- from being a petulant, pot stirring little asshole at times, <laughs> uh, you know, poking people and just being openly rude and hostile at times, definitely not. Uh, some of my finer should moments. We,
2: sh- should we tell some of the story uh, from our user conference in a, a dinner at user uh, the user conference from uh, from from April?
0: Brother, you can tell whatever story <laughs> you want to tell. You you've got the mic in your face. You can do whatever you want.
2: We're uh, we're we're it's April and we're in Arizona for our Better Agency User Conference. And James, uh, you know, he's there at the table. and We're at dinner table, and I don't remember how the conversation started, but uh, you know, James is is talking about wanting to he's wanting to he's wanting really to be more helpful to our industry he's wanting to he's wanting to give back he's wanting to um he's wanting to be a resource you know because he feels like he has a lot of this information to give and it might have been just because been, I, I had been spent the whole day and i just i i was just and and james and i have the relationship right i feel like i could just say whatever i want to him and i know he's he's and, and i think he knows where it comes from and vice versa like yeah. we could just we could just share what we want and it could sound just harsh bros on the outside. you know we're just bros you know? We know it can sound harsh to, to, to people listening, but I think we know where it comes from. And I said, James, so the problem is that – and, and to your point, you had been very like – you had this reputation for being very combative. Yeah. Very, people people would ask me all it the time. politely. People would ask me all the time, what is the deal with James Jenkins? I hate like, that you, guy. <laughs> you you just gotta get to know him. And once yeah. you get to know him, you know that he's he's a guy who just genuinely he he cares a lot. Yeah. And uh and that, that surfaces. And I remember I looked at and this sound, it's look in even in hindsight, I think it sounds horrible. Uh but I looked at it and said, James, you have the emotional intelligence of a raisin. You know, you've gotta be able to to combine this wisdom that you do have with a little bit of tact, mm. with a little bit of You know, you got to just – I'm not saying you got to, you know, be – you got to baby people. You got to – sometimes you got to wrap it in some different packaging every once in a while if you really want it to be received.
0: Yeah. And And uh, what did I hear you say that night? Do you remember? I don't remember that. What I heard from my ears is that, James, you have the emotional intelligence of a razor blade. Yeah. Because it was a loud restaurant. And I heard from Nick, you have the emotional intelligence of a razor blade. Which, as we can imagine, is not exactly a good thing either. No, raisins.
2: Uh, Yeah, raisin. Neither neither are very uh, complimentary. The
0: the interesting thing to me is how informative that trip was on a personal level because I went there as a as a you know just a user of a software platform, and the reflection that was garnered from having a lot of you know ad hoc conversations at the fraternity house that we stayed in with me and Bo and Casey and just a whole bunch of people. It was eight of us that stayed in one house. It was Airbnb. It was totally frat But there was a lot of reflection from that trip. And it was part of the foundation of this podcast was that conversation. And then Denise Bravo was kind enough uh, to provide some reflection and, and Aurora as well.
2: Two people, it, two ladies who will tell you exactly what they think at all times. It
0: is, exact, it is exactly what I needed. I was like, yeah. I don't want to be the asshole in the room. I don't want to be the guy who people are like, oh, you just need to get to know him, which really means he's kind of a jerk and then he's not if you're in the inner circle or whatever. I don't mean to turn this into some therapy session for me and my <laughs> reputation in the industry. That's not the point at all. Uh, it, it, it was really interesting how much that conversation and really just the time in Arizona – as a whole uh, has helped me evolve to be more useful to the audience because uh, it's easier to hear what someone is saying. If you like them on a personal level, if they are more uh, grounded and humble and down to earth and not completely full of themselves. Well, I think,
2: I think, uh, I think part of it is, is you have to earn the right to sometimes have a platform into certain people's lives and uh, you have to earn that right sometimes. And, and, what you say and and I read the stuff that you write in in forums and, and I go he's 100% correct like he's factually true it's all true he's yeah. not wrong uh, and I so I know you from a personal level and I just I just know that you're, you know, I I know I know the I know the real James Jenkins if that's if I can say that and so I just know that you care a lot and you 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 really genuinely want your industry that you you know that you that you sacrifice a lot for and that you help and that you get, you gain also a lot from to just step its game up yeah. And and you know you require excellence, and I, and so I feel like that res. I feel like we resonate on that end. That we just want we want excellence. Yeah. We want we want the people we're around to be excellent. We want to we want to touch things and have those things be excellent. Um. And so that it, it, it all matters. It matters a lot.
0: Well, that that blue ocean mentality. I think you know the the whole scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. I could not feel more strongly about that because. The territorial nonsense of the captive world, the us versus them thinking, uh, that is so counterproductive. <laughs> and it, it, I think that is probably my favorite thing about IAOA. And yes, this is totally a commercial about the group right now. And if you're not in it, you totally should join it if you're an agency owner on the independent side. But when I think about Better Together, those three pillars – And I'm on iaoa.com right now, and I'm just looking at these pretty shades of blue, collaboration, innovation, and selflessness. If every listener of this podcast, or even most, 51% of the people listening, if you, listener, right now, if you are practicing collaboration, innovation, and selflessness, your office is going to be better. You're going to be more successful personally. You're going to have better conversations with peers in your market, you're going to have more influence because people care what you think because you have made yourself pleasant to be around. And the industry as a whole ends up being better all the way around and more productive and more successful. And we all win. And we're better equipped to help our clients, which helps our communities, which puts more claims dollars back in the pockets of our policyholders. And everybody wins. So I would love to get your take on better together. What does it mean? What's the value of people that could very easily have a red ocean mindset where they see other agents as competition, where they are closed off in the advice that they share when they keep their secrets and don't want people to know about whatever their flavor of secret sauce is. Uh, that, that's obviously antithetical in, in, in principle to what IOA stands for. So talk to me about better together hashtag better together. Uh, What does that mean to you? And how important is it for the listeners of this podcast to practice a better together mentality in their daily professional life?
2: Well, I think you hit a lot of the reasons why it's important. Um, I can tell you kind of where where my mind goes with it. When we first launched IOA, I was only two years into starting uh, our, our first agency, two years in. Never done an independent agency, never ran a business before like that. And so, frankly, there were just a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know how to run a business. Um, I didn't know how to, all the things that go with that. Recruiting, training, developing, prospecting, like putting putting everything together. And when I think about better together now, I think about there are going to be times in your life, you just don't have the answer for that, for the thing that you need. You don't have the answer, but someone else does. And I, I honestly believe that there's always two relationships that every, every person needs to have. There needs to be somebody that you are accountable to that you call a mentor. You need to have that person. In your life. Everybody needs that person in their life who can help them. Um, it pours into them, develops them, helps them go to those next levels. But the second relationship that you need to have is you need to have somebody that you are also that mentor for that you are also helping to develop or pour into or bring along. And I think that those are, that's a healthy, when you have those relationships, that's a very healthy way to live. So many people always look at, okay, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? And that's a very natural human thing, right? What's in it for me? Being very selfish with it. It's not easy to be selfless, but when you do the things that aren't easy and you are looking for ways to be selfless in nature, and again, it doesn't come natural but when you look for ways to be selfless in nature and you look to help others and you are free with that, then what you get back in return is by far anything that you were going to do on your own. I believe I'm a living testament to this. I believe we have numerous people that are a living testament to this mindset that when you are looking for ways to say, okay, how can I grow, but how can I help other people grow, then the, there's no downside to that zero downside in the long run, half the time, not even in the short term. In the long run, there's zero downside to having that mindset. Does it sometimes get a little painful? And you're like, Oh, do I really want to do this? Yeah, sure. It does. But the reward that you get collectively and overall as an aggregate, when you are living that mindset that it doesn't matter if the person is three miles away, three blocks away, or three steps away, you know, we're going to, you know, we all have the same challenges. You know, our, our, our our battle isn't with each other. Our battle, our battle is with direct riders. It's with, and I'll say, I know there's a lot of folks, it's with the cat, the world of the captives. It's how can we, as a fraternity, as a family, how can we band together to all grow? Because, you know, a rising tide rises all ships. And so how do we get to that next level? It's when we help other people get to that next level. It's a famous Zig Ziglar quote. If you want to, you know, if you want to go somewhere, you want to do something, you know, help someone else get there and help someone else re- achieve that goal. And so that mindset, when you just make that a habit in that mindset, then you're going to get way, way, way further. And, and trust me, I know it doesn't sound, sa- it sounds, it's it's like the first shall be last and last. It just sounds backwards. But it's, the more it's, that,
0: it's biblical is what it is. It, sure. It, uh, th- those, that worldview, like... You know, yeah. not to get all theological up in here, but those principles are universally true. In business, in family, in other just interpersonal relationships, everything that you're saying is, is only possible. And sure. I think selflessness really is the key because... There's an element of selfishness in this industry. Everybody knows. Everybody feels just, it. And, to, and we're, we're, capitalists. Certain, yeah.
2: we're capitalists. We're capitalists. We we're business owners. We have it a lot. But when you when you are sap, when you start that foundation of being selfless, yeah. And you just say, I'm an open book. I, I want to receive help. I want to give help where it can be given. And I'm selfless. Yeah. I'm not I'm not withholding. If someone needs something, I'm gonna help them. When you when you start with that very foundation, then the other pillars of being able to collaborate number 1 now you can collaborate yeah and then when you can collaborate then you can have more innovation yeah and so when you do all that if you, if the the problem with our industry and people complain about our industry being kind of in the stone ages i worked for a captive carrier where they they i always said they started in 1908 and i think the same people are still in charge hmm. when you start when you start with that Problem, it's because everyone wants to hold on to their piece of the pie, their corner on the on the market, and no one wants to innovate. And when you do that, no innovation happens. It's nope. stifled. And so when we come together and I and you share your good ideas, I share my good ideas. And maybe both of our ideas are utter crap. But we come but we say, you know what? I like this. Let's eat the meat and spit out the bones. I like this and I like this. I don't like that. And I like this and I like this. Let's put those things, let's let's then have progress. This is yep. how we have progress. And while people uh, in our government can't seem to do that, I feel like our industry can do that. We can come together. Yep. And I don't care if you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, Sandusky, Ohio, or Mesa, Arizona. We can figure out a way to help each other improve our agencies. What I have is – listen. What I have – it was likely given, given to me from somebody else anyways. Like, that, that disclosure form, that, that ad copy, that recruiting uh, letter – I probably got it somewhere else anyways. Like there's nothing new under the sun. Why am I going to think that's proprietary and that I just own that? Because I'm scared of what someone around the corner is going to do. I used to tell people within an hour's radius of my office, an hour in either direction, I have 8 million people. I'd be lucky to get 1% of them. If I got 1% of that population, I could retire forever. 1%. You have the 99. You take it. I'm not even going to get the one, but I'll be satisfied if I do. And so, Thinking in those terms is how you actually get further along. You're not going to get there by yourself. And if you think you are, you're, you're wrong. Yeah. You're just wrong. Or if you do get there, it's going to take you 10 times longer than if you just, you know, humbled yourself and said, okay, I, I, can, I can do this with other people. Why, why not? I like to go far. I don't know. I like to go far. So if you, you know, that's it's a lot easier. And I, I, I'm lazy. However I can have the easier lift to get there, we'll do that.
0: Hey, Freedom Jumper. Are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, a nationwide brokerage solutions they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. The the flip side of that is the thinking that if you share openly, if you share freely, where you give up all the stuff, you tell someone exactly where your good leads are coming from, exactly what your process is, that one liner that you use at the closing table that just... Smokes the prospect and guarantees victory. And I forget who it was that told me this. It's been 18 months ago. They said, Here's the thing you're going to, sh- if you share freely and you share the full thing 100% to the audience, 98% of those people are going to listen and then forget it 30 minutes after you're done talking. Maybe one or 2% will actually retain what you said. And of that 1% or 2%, a very small fraction, very, very small fraction, will ever implement anything that you said. Right. I'm, I'm going into Tampa with a motto in my brain. And if you're listening and you're on the ground in Tampa right now as you are listening to this episode, it is this very simply, innovate or, or uh, implement or die implementation is the only thing that matters because you can have all the good ideas in the world. You can have all of them. But if you don't do anything with those good ideas, then it's it's nothing. It, there's It's utterly pointless. Uh, I forget who, who it was that I heard it from, and it's it's a crass thing to say, but it's totally applicable. It is nothing more than mental masturbation if you are gaining all of this knowledge and then doing nothing productive with it. Right, it, and that is really all I have to say on the IAOA uh, train. You know, I, point of point of order because I've gotten several messages uh, from people regarding our sponsors because this is right about the time in every episode when I say, "Hey, you know what? We're about the halfway point plus or minus. Let's go ahead and give our sponsor time to run their thing." And those ads, I found out because I I reached out to the people that uh, do the production for this podcast, uh, Jason Cass and his team at Agency Intelligence. Uh, And I said, what's going on? Uh, There was no sponsor ad. And they said, oh, the ads are dynamically populated based on the number of impressions that the sponsor wants. Sometimes if the sponsor has the impressions that they want for that month, the ads don't run, even if they're programmed to. So for those of you that are listening that goes, wait a second. He said, this is where the sponsor is going to be, but there was no sponsor. It just, boop, back to the, the content again. It's okay. You don't have to message me anymore. The sponsor's is dynamically do you, need a sp- do
2: you need a sponsor spot?
0: Do you know anybody?
2: <laughs> I might. I might. You
0: might. Yeah. You know, the, the secret's out. Yeah. I'm not going to be personally getting any sponsors until at least a year uh, passes. You know, next May, we're going to look at numbers and figure out what that looks like for us. Right now, I just run with so cash So what you're saying is we can,
2: get it, we, we can get it in really cheap right now is what you're saying.
0: I'm saying I'm not allowing any sponsors right now <laughs> because I'm not going to give away my airtime for cheap. So when we have 10,000 monthly downloads, then I'll talk to sponsors
2: you come you come uh, ring my doorbell how about
0: that <laughs> okay so that being said this is a great time for a sponsor if there is one so go ahead and run that thing people and we'll come back in just a second all right so you're wearing a shirt and i have to reference this because i spent i spent almost 2 years to the day uh, as a part of better agency and one of the more controversial things uh, that has come about in the last few months is is me leaving BA.
2: You'll be uh, back. Don't worry about it. it.
0: You know it is what it is, and I told the very same thing that I'll tell you uh, when Cat Turnus and I had a had a, a, a conversation. Uh, I said, "Hey, it is not the right fit, uh, and at some point in the future, it, if it is the right fit, then I'm going wherever the right fit is." Uh, for now, I'm, I know it. May or may not pain you to hear me say that we are on agency Zoom right now, simply because of the commercial side of things. Uh, But I know that that is something that you guys are working a great deal on. In addition to rolling out of the Ivan's integration, and you guys are acting as an actual like fully functioning personal lines AMS, which is terribly exciting. Nobody else has really figured it out, Uh, and I know that this we're
2: trying to figure it out.
0: There's a lot of work left to do on the commercial side of things. But I really agree with David Carruthers, and he said the first vendor that figures out how to package the all-in-one for you know all of the lines of business, the first one that can do the AMS and the CRM in, under one roof is going to make many millions of dollars. And I, I know that's the world's longest intro to a segment, uh, but tell me about what excites you about Better Agency. At this point, because anybody who wants to know about Better Agency can just visit betteragency.io until Will buys betteragency.com, wherever that is. Someone's they sitting They don't want on the to domain. sell
2: it to us. No, they don't want to sell it to us. That's a, that's a whole other story. We yeah. try to buy it. They don't so if you're it.
0: if you want to check out Better Agency, schedule a demo at www.betteragency.io. I'm not going to talk about any of the low hanging fruit. I'm not going to explain well. Yeah. This is what they do, and they're a CRM. Blah, blah, blah. Spend 20 minutes of your own time and go schedule a demo or whatever. Yeah. So we're, we're moving to 201. We skipped 101. What is it about BA that lights your fire right now? You're, you're a freaking renaissance man. You can do whatever you want in the industry. You're the kind of guy who's going to be of successful. All trades. Yeah, yeah, you're all trades the kind of guy who's going to do whatever he wants to be successful. Why are you there at BA, and what is lighting your fire right now?
2: I feel like, so I I had to make a decision when I left the agency world. uh, When I first actually started with Better Agency, even, knowing that that day would eventually come. And it just came a little bit sooner than anticipated. But it was, I felt, you know, for me, it was answering the question, how do I feel like I can have the biggest impact on on our industry? I feel like the biggest impact that I can have is by taking, uh, is by being part of a solution or being part of the answer that plagues so many people. Um, And going back to the discussion we had earlier you know people just think it's technology and we just have ones and zeros that that fixes everything but really being part of something that i think allows our industry to, to progress even if it's just not just us but if we force others to progress i think that again it makes everything better uh we we hope to be uh in front of a lot of that charge but you know, what excites me is, you know, some of the things and where we're going in this, this episode drops at innovation. So I can tell you that by innovation, uh, you know, accord forms will be fully functional in our system, uh, automated pre-filled accord forms. Um, we're constantly trying to think about how we improve the commercial experience. A lot of things in the works. Um,
0: okay. So hold on a second. Yeah. I'm just going to back the train up there because you slipped it in and that is a very, very big deal. You yeah. guys, Better Agency by November fourth, when people are listening to this, is going to have automated pre-filled accords that will be able to be populated dynamically with data already in the system.
2: Barring somebody eating a bat in another country and us getting another pandemic or something of the sort um, and delaying us, yeah, we should we should be we should be there and have that. Um, Things that we're doing around commissions, things that we're doing around automating more workflows, uh, with the the rate, the delivery, the all, all of the above. You know, we want to make it so that there's no excuse. That's yeah. what we want. We want no excuse um, for. And when I mean no excuse, I mean for agents to have to feel like they have a partner, but they also have something that can do that heavy lift and and help them grow. If we can help an agency owner. Reduce costs in whatever area, whether it's in how they hire or the processes, or you know all that stuff really matters. And so th- that to me, I look at it as I look at the I look at the features that we're doing. I think, oh, that's really cool and that's awesome. And we get excited about the features, and it's all very you know whiz bang cool stuff. But really, what excites me is where I where I know we're going from a uh, from a more macro level of saying, okay, we think that we can actually be a real solution provider to our industry and and have major impact. Our whole yellow brick road mission. It's not just something that we we talk about every day in our team. We have a team now, we're we're a little north of 20 employees. We'll, We'll double that team in the next 12 months. Um, and every day we're talking about our Yellow Brick Road mission. We hire to it. We train to it. We, we constantly are reminding everybody, ourselves included, that we are in this mm-hmm. so that we can help independent agents issue a billion dollars of new premium. It's not just some fancy slogan. We, on, we think, okay, does this integration accomplish that mission? Going back to the strategy. Does this feature help us do that? Does it make agents better? Does it make independent agents better? Because you know, we're, we're dedicated 100% to the IA channel and nobody else you know, that we don't have any other mistresses in that regard. And Mm. so, you know, we want to make independent agents better. That's what we want.
0: You did not say this explicitly, but I like to chum the water and cause a little controversy from time to time. You just said that you guys are dedicated to the independent agency channel and Mm -hmm. no one else. Yeah. Now, you're not going to say that you have direct competition from agency zoom from insured mind from any of the other you know bigger not industry specific things like hubspot salesforce sure. zoho etc sure. the simple fact is that it is very natural for the retail agency owner to have a tribal mindset when sure. it comes to core vendor selection like a crm so there's going to be natural smack talk from one user base to another and, and you know, trashing the platform that they didn't select to defend their own decision making, et cetera. I'm not really interested in any of that. I want to give you a very clear opportunity to say, for someone who is looking at an insurance agency industry focused CRM, there's really three choices. There's better agency, there's agency Zoom, and there's insured mind. And when you get done answering this, I'm going to tell you a funny story because it hasn't aired yet. So you have no reason to have heard it. Uh, but I had a terribly humorous run-in with Roshan uh, Jaiswal. And uh, I'll tell it after you give your answer because I want you to you know, be able to think clearly without laughing your head off at me. Uh, sure. But why would someone pick BA? What is it that is, other than the obvious answer of you guys are a sales-focused AMS and you have yeah. Ivan's downloads and the other options don't. That's the gimme. So what else is there from what the platform is right now and what it will be six to 12 months from now. Why would someone pick better agency?
2: Yeah, and so I'll first of all, start off by saying, you know, there's no, I, I don't, I know sometimes we like to have fun, in know, in kind of a very playful gimmicky sense online with certain things. Um, and it really, it's really, it's it's just fun for me. It's, it's my entertainment. Um, I have no issue with any of the other in industry, out of industry providers, none whatsoever, because I realized that our solution isn't the best solution for every single agency out there. It's just not, there isn't one that doesn't exist. The way that I do business, the way that you, you're a perfect case example, the way you do business is different than the way that 80, you know, 90% of other agents in the country, if not more do their business. And so there, there isn't one that could, you know, be out of the box for every single solution. What I will say about what excites me about better agency and where I think that maybe if you're considering better agency and you're looking at this versus that, I would say that the ceiling of better agency is tremendously high. And I, and I, if I had to bet money, the the money would go into like, who has, who has got the the higher ceiling? Who's go What's the velocity and the trajectory of, of going north with this versus maybe some other, you know, in, in industry and out of industry platforms and better agency. The way we think about everything is, you know, we think about it from the entire operation. And so, you know, there are other tools that are really great at just lead management. Cool. If that's, if that's the main pain point that you have, that's what you should do perfect and you're saying well i just i just need a very kind of you know simple experience right on man i i've been in that situation too i know exactly what that is and there's i'm not begrudging anybody that does that i give you a hard time because i say you know i tell you and i I said it on this podcast you'll be back there'll be a day you're back and so i don't i don't i don't trip or fault anybody for the decisions that they make and so when you're looking at better agency just know that there's a really high ceiling things that we're doing i'm being somewhat vague on purpose because there are just some things we can't announce, I'll be happy to break them on your show though. Um, some things we can't necessarily announce, um, uh, that we're really excited by just feature wise, but all of that together looks at the entire picture and says, all of this together is going to make my life as an IA better, more streamlined. I'm going to be able to compete with direct riders with insure techs, with, you know, DTC, uh, direct to consumer type, uh, platforms and situations. And it really enhances my value proposition as an agent to my community, to my employees, it gets people who want to come work for me. It gets customers that want to do business with me. And it just makes everything you know, more delightful, better, and, and improved. And so I, I, I'm really excited about the ceiling that we have. And, and I would put that up against anything and anyone in industry or out of industry.
0: So you guys have already announced, and I don't know if it's active currently or not, a partnership with Tarmica, uh, yeah. a, a commercial lines raider. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that integration's live and we're good. Sweet.
0: So that that's that's cool all by itself. You guys already have IVANs. So I have to ask. It, it just seems like a logical thing. Uh, is better agency going to build a personal lines rater using the buckets of data that you seem to already have at your disposal? Is that something that you guys are working on?
2: Um, we are working on ways to help independent agents improve their agency across the entire spectrum. So their entire workflow, that's what we're looking to do. Um, We are asking ourselves tough questions. We're looking for, uh, we're looking at the opportunities. Here's the reality of it. Reality is in a perfect world, we would integrate with everybody. Yeah. We would. It's a perfect world. Um, And we've tried that. That was a major part of our initial push. Mm-hmm. We realized that integration does not mean the same thing to everybody mm-hmm. if you uh, you know and that and that could be because of what their expectations are can also be what their limitations are so you know we're not interested in one way pushes that doesn't help anybody yeah we're interested in connectivity and so when we go to popular radar platforms and we ask for integration and they say, that's great. We'll do that. It's going to be 50K every year, plus this much money every quote. We're not interested in that. And it's yeah. a one-way push. We're not interested. That doesn't solve the problem. We need that information back in our system. Oh, but you don't yeah. want to do that. So for us, we don't, take, we don't when you tell us that, we go, great, we'll figure it out then. We'll figure well,
0: it out. The, the challenge for the retail agent, the little guy, so to speak, is you look at the personal lines Raiders and with apologies to Turbo Raider, I'm not really thinking about you guys because your market share from my understanding is very, very small percentage wise. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the likelihood, the very high likelihood, if you're on a personal lines Raider, you're almost certainly with Easy Links or you're with PL and applied bought Easy Links and Vertifor has PL. And if someone's talking trash about a vendor, it's the evil empire sort of conversation. It's always applied and vertifor. Now I I am not casting aspersions on anybody. And firsthand, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of turbo Raider. I don't hold anything against them. (laughs) I, I didn't consider them because they didn't have the carriers that I needed them to have. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even a possibility. Um, now I'm going to get hate mail from all the people on TurboRader who love TurboRader. I'm sure it's a great platform. Please do I've never hate
2: been me. on him. I, I I laughed just mainly at just at his line. I thought it was hilarious.
0: I you know right along those. Okay, I'm going to circle back. I told you I had a funny story with Roshan okay. and Insured Mine. Okay. I am apparently a moron, and I did not have any idea who Roshan Jaiswal is, the co-founder and CEO of Insured Mine. And I made a, com- a comment on an IOA post uh, reflecting on the better agency versus agency Zoom thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't in any way mention mine. I previously didn't think much about them at all. I just wasn't aware of them as a vendor. And I get a, a random message from someone who I'm not friends with on Facebook. It was a Facebook message. And Russian. messages me and he goes, what do you think about mine? That's all he said. And I said, honestly... I don't think about insured mine. They're in irrelevant third place. Literally, I, I was in the middle of like three other things and I happened to look at my phone and I'm like, insured mine? God, they're not even in the conversation. And I just fired it off. And then, you know, five minutes later, I circle back around in my brain. I'm like, wait a second, that's kind of fishy. Why would someone message me about a platform that I wasn't even talking about? And I, I click on his little thing and hit the view profile button. And there it is, plain as day, co-founder and CEO of InsuredMind. And I'm just like, <laughs> And then I get back on the message and I'm like, I am so sorry. That was a rude and asinine thing to do. Um, I do apologize. I don't have any firsthand experience with your platform at all, Mr. jaiswal I do apologize wholeheartedly. But it was like that's just the the nature of the beast you know we have our own l- awareness we have you know the land in front of our car traveling down the road S- the headlights hit certain parts and the headlights don't hit other parts and the parts that's in darkness you're not even aware of it might be amazing but you've never heard of it and you have no awareness so when you're making decisions yeah. it's limited
2: like it's a uh, it's fun you know it, there's like a this kind of uh, unspoken you know, CD world, uh, behind the scenes. And, uh, it's, it's, I, to me, it's my entertainment. Like, however, the, everybody, it doesn't matter who they are. Like, they, the way they interact with me, I always tell people, look, if we all got in a room, we'd all probably be friends. And if we just like, yeah, I, I like to have fun. I spell life F U N. And so, uh, I make fun of myself. I make fun of everything. Uh, yeah. you, know, you know, and so, you know, I, and I always tell people like, man, this would be a lot better if you guys were in on it too. Like, it'd just be great. And so, um, You know, I grew up with five brothers. And so that's just how we, that's how we communicate. It's how we talk.
0: I believe you. From some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth, I'm like, you didn't have a sister growing up, did you? (laughs) You and I have a certain amount of understanding with one another Uh, because I have no idea what's coming out of Nick Ayer's mouth.
2: My response is my responsibility. I can't be responsible for someone else's uh, response. And so I can only be responsible for mine. And so when, when things happen, when they go on, when they go down, I laugh about it. I think it's funny. Like, uh, I know some people get really offended and mad, uh, on the other side of other tables. And I'm like, I'm just like showing friends. I'm like, this is hilarious. Um, and that could be the most immature way of handling it. And I fully acknowledge that, but you know what? It also keeps me light. It allows me, it keeps me, uh, it keeps me doing, it makes it fun to wake up, you know, early and stay late. So
0: love it. Now we we're getting ready to land the plane. We've been recording for 49 minutes. Uh, when, when we, uh, Talked on the on the other end. Uh, I didn't ask you specifically if there's anything that you wanted to talk about. So as we're getting ready to to you know sign off and move on to the next thing in our day, is there anything that you want to talk about or any you know topic that you want to bring up or question or anything that you wish I would have asked?
2: No, and you know I don't want to make this like a total pitch. I, here's what I'll say: um, I'll say that if you are a captive agent thinking about going to the independent world, I would say that. Um, there's no greater feeling I, i'll retell just a little bit of my story of when i went from captive to independent maybe it resonates with a few folks and kind of touches on some of the things we talked about here in this call i worked for a, a captive carrier a large captive carrier in california and i'm in my my mid 20s at this point this is 2010 2011 and i i remember i already had a job i was a producer at another at a, at a, at a at another agency, and I went and interviewed for this uh, this role for this large captive carrier, and their their business model was a little bit different. um It wasn't you know like uh, working in a small agency. It was you know probably 30 or so employees, and I had no care in the world. I sat at the interview table, and the lady who I love to this day, I you know I still keep in contact with her. She was my manager at the time. She said, "You know why should we hire you?" And I you know I had nothing to lose. I looked at the lady. And I said. Wendy, I said, because when you hire me, you're gonna hire the best person, you, the best salesperson you have. I don't care who you got here. I had no idea who was on the team. I said, Wendy, I'm the best salesperson you're gonna hire. That's why, and I'll, I'll outperform every single person every single month on this team. That's why you're gonna to wanna to hire me. I didn't care if I got the job or not, uh, but I still believed it. I had this, you know. If you think I have bravado now, you should see me, you know, in my mid 20s. I can
0: only imagine.
2: <laughs> and uh, we 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 all grow up and get a little more. Oh yes. Things. And so I'm um, on the way home. She she calls me up. On the way home, she says, we don't, we want to offer you the job. I go, great. I'll start on Monday. Because I knew in the insurance role, when you give you a notice, you tell me you're going to work for another agency or carrier. <laughs> that's your last day. Bye. <laughs> and um, so I, I started. And from month one and, and on, I was the number one salesperson producer in the in the Northern California market. Northern California, large market. Um, and you know lots of other agents. Month one, outperformed everybody who'd been there 20 years. And I never fell off first place from the leaderboard. And I made sure to tell everybody that. I I, bet you I, did. I, let, I let people know. You mean you weren't, of,
0: you know, grounded and humble about your accomplishments?
2: No, I, well, the thing is, is because I had a month of training and, uh, I told people this and there was word had gotten around. So people were like, okay, let's see, let's see what this, what this guy's got. And so I just felt like I had the chip on my shoulder. I'm like, you know, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Oh man. And, uh, so you so were started, the FNG. <laughs> yeah. And so I, um, uh, I started doing other things, right. That were uh, at this time, very, like uh, no one was doing. I started, I set up my own webpage. I had my own review site. I was running lead gen uh, on, you know, 2011 I was running Facebook ads. I was getting leads and I was getting leads from all over the state of California. And they would tell me, you can't do that. And I said, look, my license, I was working in Napa. I said, my license doesn't say from Trancas to Jefferson street. My Mm. license goes from Chula Vista to Eureka and Mm. everywhere in between. So I'm going to write that business if they're in California. And they said, you got to take this stuff down. I said, I'm not going to take it down. They said, you better take it down or we're going to fire you. I said, you know, in my proverbium, I said, pointing to the leaderboard, fire me. And they said, okay, great. I'm making, I'm shortening the story. They said, okay, great. Here's your pink slip. You're done. And I remember going, wow. Okay. I remember driving home that day. It was about a 20-minute commute. I, I called my wife, told her what was going on. And uh, I said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm never, ever, ever going to ever work for somebody ever again. Ever. It was scary. Yeah. spent a whole year planning uh, the opening up of my independent agency. Took another job. I did work for somebody else for a year because I had to make money. Yeah. Um, and... But, I, and I, but the whole time I, I spent a year opening up or uh, planning to open up a an, uh, shop and it was scary. It was not easy. I was going into it with zero policies on the books, zero dollars in the bank by that time because I'd spent hmm. everything opening the agency. Desperation I creates a lot of success. Had to work. Whole first year I worked a second job as a processor at night. Mm. Going into very impoverished areas where I'm the only white guy for probably 50 miles, it feels like. Mm. And I'm delivering summons notices and eviction notices at 11 o'clock at night in, in the Bay Area. Mm. Towns like Oakland, Richmond. Oakland. Yeah, not very good. You're and,
0: delivering summons and you've been served legal papers in Oakland at 11 p.m.
2: Yeah, you have to go when the tweakers are up. And you and are so, as
0: white as wonder, bread, my friend.
2: They used to say if you see a white guy in the neighborhood, it's either a cop or a it's either a cop, a process server, or a pizza delivery guy. And I wasn't carrying pizza and I wasn't wearing a badge. Mm. And so um I I did that for the first year because I had to put money on the table. We were eating popcorn for dinner. We were, you know, we were sacrificing. I had a newly was, you know, had a new baby. The whole point is this: there was that first year. That, that whole journey was a huge sacrifice.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, and at the time, I, it was like going through hell. But looking back on it, I had to go through a process in order to become the product. And there are people listening to this podcast right now today. You're thinking about making that jump, or you're doing that jump. And you're going through the process. A lot of times, when we ask for something, we don't get the thing; we get the process. Yep. And I would encourage anybody going going through that right now to keep it up. You know, keep going at it. Keep holding on. Keep doing the things that you need to do. Don't sacrifice. Don't let what's urgent take place of what's important. Focus on the things that are important in your agency. The things that you want to craft for your future one year, five years, ten years, twenty years, and beyond. And put hustle behind that muscle and start you know if you got to sacrifice you got to sacrifice you got to you got to figure out what your your niche market's going to be you got to figure out what you're going to do you've got to you, if you got to go get a second and third job so you can get the things that you need to get you go do them because this matters and you're going to do great and I can't wait to hear some of the stories that come out of this podcast not related to even this but just in your overall podcast James, of the people that you're able to help to help bring and, and cross that bridge. And so I think what you're doing is tremendous. I think it's very valuable, very needed. And if you are uh, a captive agent looking for ways to go independent, reach out to James, hit my inbox. I'm happy to have conversations with you about my journey and, uh, and, and do whatever I can to help you out in that, in, in that regard.
0: I think the, the best endorsement, I love that story, by the way, uh, the process instead of the product. Uh, that's, yeah, that's spot on for sure. Uh, the the best endorsement, the biggest success that I feel from putting in a whole bunch of hours on something that I'm not making any money directly from. I'm not selling anything. I never will. I'm never going to pitch any product for, for our listeners, but I have had almost a half dozen people reach out and say, Hey, I just want you to know I made my freedom jump and you helped me do it. This podcast helped me leave the captive world. And they're now in the independent world. And And there is nothing that feels better than knowing that someone personally benefited from this work. Because as I've said a few times, the whole reason I started this podcast is when I was making the Freedom Jump, I did not have a clue. There was so many questions that I didn't have answers for at that time. Uh, and that's, that's why you and I are sitting here right now. So. Uh Mr. Ayers, how can people get a hold of you? Uh do you want me to just drop your info in the show notes or where yeah. would you like them to reach out to you?
2: Yeah, reach out to me on social. I'm pretty active on Facebook and LinkedIn. Connect with me on any of those platforms. Be prepared that if you do, you're gonna see shenanigans and you're also gonna see a lot of better agency stuff and you'll also see pictures of my kids. So feel good fanny with pack. that. And fanny pack, you know, feel free to do that. If you want to learn more about Better Agency, simply go to BetterAgency.io. Schedule a discovery call with our team. An account executive will walk you through. We're not going to hard closure. We want to figure out what the best fit for you and your agency is going to be, and see if Better Agency solves that piece of the puzzle for you, and if it's going to help you go and reach your goals. And so, schedule a discovery call. Happy to to chat with you there, and 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 and, and do all the things that we need to do.
0: Brother, I know how valuable your time is. I really appreciate you giving us an hour of it. And uh, it's been a real privilege. I will see you in Tampa uh, in not even three weeks. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of Agency Freedom Podcast. And by the way, I'm not doing the outro stuff that I always do with the guests because there is a brand new shiny outro that has been recorded uh, and it's now in post and you don't have to listen to me ramble about pointless crap. So that's it for this episode, boys and girls. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite podcasting platform to get automatic updates on every new episode and help other people find us organically. If you like the content you hear, please drop us a quick review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share Agency Freedom with someone you know who is still on the captive side of the insurance world. They'll thank you later. You can connect with other Freedom Jumpers, ask questions, get advice, and share your best practices in our Facebook group. Just type Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Visit our website at agencyfreedompodcast.com to sign up for our email list and get access to exclusive resources and sign up to be a potential future guest on the show. We welcome your comments, feedback, and ideas. Email podcast at riskwell.com and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie to market domination. Until next time, let's go.